When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. I sell blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Lisa Rabinovitz in the chair again for Nigel Rothband. Joining me to discuss an impressive away win, I have three guests. Steve Cox. Hello. Nick Goldstone. Hi there. And David Blakeney. Hi. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Bet £5, get £20. If you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.citypodcast.net So, we beat Chelsea 1-0 away. Tactical masterclass from our manager, Steve? I think so, yeah. I think um, he'd, he'd obviously watched how and believed he knew how Conte was going to set up um, and Pep played a team with specific instructions that really seemed to work. Um, I was reading on zonamarking.net this morning Michael Cox's analysis of it and um, he was talking about how Pep used the fullbacks not to go wide this time but actually moved more towards the centre and then used Sane and Sterling to actually pin back Chelsea's fullbacks which seemed to work really Chelsea didn't really know how to deal with it and it gave that actual action gave space to Silva and De Bruyne in, in the midfield, which it's kind of opened the game up a little bit for us and made made sure that we kept possession. So, um, yeah, I think Pep won that war. Yeah. Do you, do you think, was anyone surprised by the fact that he kept Delphin rather than give Danilo the left back? Not it's after not... midweek. <laughs> I thought the way he passes a ball is shocked me because he's very confident on the ball. He's a good passer. He's a good tackler, and he's pretty fast. And actually, I thought he was very good. And it's a bit of a relief because everyone in that team now has to be a good passer of the ball. And actually, I think he's one of the best passers. Some of his balls were... I mean, he looked so confident. He would trap the ball, he'd play it, lay it off. He hardly ever lost the ball. So I thought that was great. I thought he had a brilliant game. He was playing in a team that was so much in control of the game for virtually all of it that he wasn't under enormous pressure defensively at any time. Uh, and I think you could say that for all of the back four. Now, that doesn't mean to say that they didn't all play fantastically well. Um, but as a unit, th- uh, the uh, the whole team played that well that um, it was never necessary 
for uh, for him to really shine as a defender. Uh, that's probably the best way I could find to 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 uh, de- to describe it. You know, I, was, I, I, yeah, I would add to that that I think Danilo. The only reason he didn't play from the start was probably because he. I think Pep sees him more of a utility player that he can use in the left, the right, midfield. He, he's kind of a bit of a cover and also cover at central defence as well. So he might have been saving him just in case we picked up an injury of some kind or other. He's also completely right-sided and yeah. looks not particularly comfortable at left-back. So, yeah. I mean, I personally wasn't that surprised that Delph got the nod ahead of him. I know that. But I think some people may have expected him to from an experienced perspective. I don't know, but... I, I was delighted for Delph because I think he deserves it. And I also think the fact that he chose to stay, he should get a lot of credit for. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people were, were kind of taking taking the piss out of him a little bit for thinking that he had a chance. Why are you staying? You should go. You, clear, you know, they clearly don't want you. But actually, it, I thought it was quite a clever decision to stay. Well, I think he's a better footballer than any of us have actually given him credit for. Because... I think what I've seen on it, the guy is mixing with a squad like ours and the players in that team, and he's perfectly at home with them. And actually, that that's good for everyone, good for England, good for us. So I think that's good news. And there, and there isn't any reason why he shouldn't. You know, when he came to the club, he was very, very highly rated. Um, for one reason or another, he's never quite got the chance up until now. Um, and okay, you know, maybe he's not in the same bracket as. In a lot of the international players that we've got, but um, he's got it all to prove, and he's and he's now got a real chance to uh, to do that. Albeit he so probably didn't. Delighted. He probably didn't expect for that chance to be at left back. No. but I think I think it's it's great. He's been unlucky with injuries. I you know I felt, really felt sorry for the guy. But actually, when you look back over the last two seasons, whenever he's been fit and available he's actually generally played so he's obviously highly rated at City as well I don't think Pep would have wanted him to go and and, and it, it proves also that he can cover more than one position he could play wide left as well or left back or central midfield so it gives Pep options and, and like you say an English option as well which is always handy to have yeah like three quarters of our defence was English yeah so um, a rarity um, yeah yeah um so we're, we're we're talking about Delph and and how he played, and obviously there was another absence that we may not expecting before the game or two days before the game uh, in Aguero. Um, again, in the last podcast, um, Stephen Woolwhite said he thought Aguero might not play. I don't think he expected it would be because he was in a car accident. Um, but how do you think we coped without him there, or would you have expected him not to play as well, David? Uh, well, I. I think in these sort of games, I think he's a luxury. I think he's perfect in games we know we're going to score loads of goals. But these tight games like this, I think Jesus's mobility, speed, the way he pressed back, the way he basically runs around the pitch is hugely important for us. He's like two men up there. I don't think Aguero can do that play. So we've had loads of debates. My issue with Aguero is... I don't think he's ruthless enough. And you watch Kane and some other players at the moment, obviously some of the greats, they're all ruthless. And he needs four chances, five chances. He does miss a lot. Even the penalty he missed. I mean, he should never be missing that many penalties. So I think he's brilliant for us. On the other hand, I think at the right 
for the right games. And I can see why Pep, listen, we all challenged Pep a year ago, two, whatever, about Joe Hart. And they said, why are they getting rid of Hart? Who's meant to be this great goalkeeper? Now you've watched Edison, you go, you can see exactly what he wants. So I think there's a bit of an education there on Saturday. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, the the one good thing that we've actually got in this team now is we've got other players other than Aguero that can actually put the ball in the net. And I think that is what you need. Klopp is trying it at Liverpool, playing without a rec- proper recognised fit striker all the time. And, and I think they're struggling because of it. We're, but we're not because the goals are coming from all over. You know, even Stones has scored this year. Yeah, I think we've definitely been better at corners um, than, than we have been. Just the, deli- the delivery of them for a start, but also n- knowing that someone could be on the end of it, Stones, Otamendi, or, you know, or even Fernandinho had a really good yeah. good chance in the first half. Well, look, I'm going to be slightly controversial about, about the game um, in that I, it, it was one of the best... Uh, performances for years and actually actually getting the result as well was uh, was quite uh, um, uh, was 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 fantastic after all of the of the times in the past couple of years where we've contrived to lose games uh, um, even even after having played really well but we caught a bit of a lucky break with Murata's injury uh, I thought the game changed after he went off and he was he was causing us one or two problems even early on in the game. Um, I think Conte made a huge tactical error in the substitution that he made and it gave us a huge amount more uh, room and more uh, possession of the ball. Um, and actually, despite the control that we undoubtedly had, the possession that we had and that we looked the better team, I thought our front for the first hour or so of the game up until the goal were slightly isolated um, I, don't, I don't recall seeing much attacking play coming down the wings I, mean, I think they did a different type of a job in terms of the strategy to make sure that the fullbacks of the other team uh, weren't, weren't able to get up the pitch but I don't think they gave us a huge amount going forward um, in terms of any direct chances or or balls going into the box. Um, Not sure that was their job though, Nick, to be fair. I, I think that their job was actually creating space for De Bruyne and Silva and actually De Bruyne and Silva were running, you, you could see that they were running the show. So I, I take your point that it didn't look as though it was bearing much fruit, but I think eventually Chelsea got tugged around enough that they they started making some mistakes and got a little bit more weary in the second half. I, I agree with you that Morata going off was a blessing for us really in a way, but I still think we would have found the edge somewhere along the way. I'd Morata caused some trouble without really causing any what, what I would call alarm. Um, Edison seemed to command his area perfectly. Even Otamendi is looking like a, a really good, solid defender now. Um, and his pass that led to De Bruyne's goal, absolutely perfect. Having seen him live, that was one of the things that impressed me most about Otamendi is his ability to pass the ball 20 or 30 yards accurately. Um, so take your point but I'm going to disagree on on the, on the I don't I'm more positive than I am yeah. negative I think it was more us playing well than Chelsea playing poorly I think Conte didn't set the team up 
with an intention to beat City. He set a team up to try and contain City. And I think Guardiola caught him out. And I, th mm. I think he, he did the right thing. Mm. And, and I think everybody in the pitch did the right thing. Like you say, it wasn't particularly effective maybe until we got the goal. But actually, we did create some chances. And, it, you know, on occasions, we might have put more away. I think we probably deserved maybe 3-0, potentially. Yeah, I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I mean, one of the things, first of all, this was probably the beginning of our era going forward. We are starting to look like a pep team. Yeah. So that's a blessing. And to be able to control a game against a team like Chelsea, that was fantastic. Every time they had it, we won it back off them, which was just... We just haven't didn't have that last year. And you, you've always been annoyed at our teams because they didn't press and they didn't... And this or move year, the ball quickly. And some, <laughs> and some of the speed... The disappointing bit, which is can only get better, is just the final ball. And how many times could did we just not quite get it through? Mm. And Silva was looking up, thinking, oh... Mm. And then Sterling knew bad cross when he had two men... With an open goal, if we can just get that final bit, which I think Tottenham do better than we do at the moment, yeah. is just get that final ball through. Once we get that right, I think it'll be a massive difference. Have you noticed every game we've had, you got it was like just a little bit short every time. So I think there's loads of promise. I think you need more precision when when you're playing against a team like Chelsea. You, you can get away with it against Crystal Palace because yeah. they'll give you more space and more time so the ball doesn't have to be perfect. But when you're trying to thread it through the eye of a needle, which is what you are trying to do against a team that beat, let's, let's not forget, they beat Atletico Madrid 2-1 yeah. a, a couple of days before that. And I realise they might have been a little bit tired from that exertion. But, you know, they are going to not give you that many opportunities. Yeah. So you have to be really precise with your approach play to, to, to get the best out of it. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't remember any any Chelsea performance for years where they've had as little possession, not particularly since, at home. Not since 2003-04 season, apparently. Oh, really? Against United. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And, and that was without, you know, more... It was without uh, Aguero and without Mendy. And I think the best thing that... that you can really say for that performance was that we're not really talking about the fact that that, that um, either of those two were on the pitch, you know, no. and it's not to say that and either company. of them aren't fantastic yeah. players and, no company. and company. Yeah. But we, as I say, we, we controlled the game so much that actually defensively, we were never really under any pressure. Okay. Let's take a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Okay, so we previously we were talking about Edison's impact. I just want to talk a bit more about that because I think he's been outstanding. And, you know, I, I wasn't one of the people who was questioning Joe Hart, uh, Joe Hart not being there and Pep letting him go. I thought he had his reasons, whatever they may be, and I don't think they were just footballing. But... I'm, I'm pleased I think now that discussion has gone because Edison's performances are just incredible and what he offers not just from um, being solid at the back but his distribution um, just to me is something I've never not seen a goalkeeper do before I think, you know what he also does is coming back to play after that injury the next game I think just gave everyone like they just all want to play and I've never seen a, a bench and a team so together of our, for City for a long time. That bench, 
absolutely, you know, all the all the, you know all the non-playing stuff. They were high-fiving, hugging each other, and I think Edison is a type of player. He, he sort of helps embody that. I think he, he must be a bit of a, a, a character and an influence in the dressing room because he's a big guy and he gives everyone confidence. And just in coming back shows, he just wants to play. He doesn't want to miss a game. Look, they look look like they're loving it every minute of it. Yeah, I th- I, I think he is. I'm going to stick my head on the line now and I'm going to say that um, since Bert Troutman I would say that he is the best goalkeeper I have seen in a City shirt I would argue you know Joe Corrigan great goalkeeper Joe Hart for all his bad side was a really good goalkeeper Mm -hmm. Edison is probably the best that I have seen in a City shirt you're forgetting Tony Coton ah well (laughs) Tony uh, look Tony Coton was good Shea Given was good I think Edison just Edison just takes it to a whole yeah absolutely had Nicky Weaver but I think Edison just Edison just takes it to another level he he is only what 22 something like that 24 24 but he's got goalkeepers really don't mature till they get to their late twenties, yeah. so he's got a lot of learning to do. But actually, if that's the base, Christ, what are we going to have yeah. in five, six years? Yeah. Time? And if you think about when De Gea came yeah. to the Premier League and yeah. how, quite frankly, awful everyone yeah. thought he was, and Edison has just settled in like he's never been anywhere else. So. I mean, the two times he, he literally took it on his chest, cushioned it, and, and just went out with it, and the other time when he just just flicks the ball with his hand. So quickly, like so directly. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's a basketball. It's unbelievable. It gives you an, a massive advantage to be able to pick up the ball like that from a defending situation and have the presence of mind to distribute it quickly to a city midfielder. Or if he really feels like it, he's quite capable of doing a crossfield pass to the other end, right to somebody's feet. Yeah, you know, direct from hand. It fantastic. I mean, he looks quite fearless as well. And he's he? a shot stopper too. Yeah. he's not. He's got everything. Yeah, big plus. Big plus. Okay, so we're happy with Edison. I think we like him then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we've we've gone, we've done Delph and Edison, De Bruyne. I mean, what can you say about him? And also, I just I still cannot understand how Chelsea or Mourinho, thank you very much, let him go. I mean, but they didn't sit in him. I mean, at the end of the day, he's come good for us because managers. He, he has had two or three years to develop, but now he's had. He's a wonderful, wonderful player. Um, he's been with us two and a bit years now. He's had some off patches during that time um, we're very very early in the season and, mm. you know for me it's now all about being able to do that for for week after week after week yeah. after week and that's what we've struggled to do for a quite a, quite a while now I mean even when we won the title we had some pretty poor poor periods um, in 11 12 and in the in the uh, the later one so um, you know I think it's going to go down to the wire this year. Uh, there's one or two other teams that are going to be right in there right till the very end. Um, we've got to replicate that that kind of performance week after week for a long time. Um, and for De Bruyne, you know, this is all about him making a mark this year and actually pr- proving it for a season because he's the kind of player who will be the Eden Hazard who did it last year. He can do that for us, I think, for, uh, for this year. Uh, he could, this can be if 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 
we do well this year and if we win everything we want to win this year then it could be the De Bruyne year that's what he's got to aim for I think for. there was a time when, when I was worried if Silva picked up an injury as in David Silva Spanish Dave as we like to call him um, now it's less of a concern mm-hmm. because you've got Bernardo Silva who is equally mm-hmm. as good as David Silva mm-hmm. and you've got De Bruyne showing that he can actually carry a game now. There was a point where if Silva was out, De Bruyne didn't quite have the gravitas to actually carry the game, whereas now I think he has. He can grab it by the scruff of the neck and do something with it. And I think he's learning his craft. He's learning how to sort of just suddenly appear in a position and actually make something of it. And I think that that's the kind of thing that he's been learning from playing with Silva. And I, I would like to see him have a consistent run. And I think that's the thing that, you know, picking up on your point, Nick, I think that's the thing he hasn't had yet. He's not had maybe three, four, five months where he's actually been playing out of his skin. He kind of has faded in or out a little mm. bit. But hoping with maturity, perhaps that that's going to come now. But, you know, I've got a shot on him, that guy. Both feet as well. On his left foot. Amazing. Yeah, but last season he couldn't score. No. So... What what's I mean the thing is he is playing a different position. Yeah. And I think that suits his style. Doesn't he play for Belgium in a similar position? Yes. And I think that's gonna help. The biggest plus we have is two substitutes in Gundogan yeah. and Bernard Silva to come on. And the fact is when we've run them ragged and we take all the others off and bring those two on, yeah. That's a massive weapon, and yeah. that's really going to help this Well, year. it is throughout. You look at our bench now. You, you, you look at the bench at the start of the game. It doesn't matter the 11 players no. that have been selected. You look at the bench, and the bench is heavily weighted in players that are fast and highly skillful. And actually, to be fair, they're eager to get on the pitch and make a mark purely because they want to be starting in the next game. And if, even Yaya Torre, who hasn't really had much this season no. you know you bring him on and you know he can take a game by the mm-hmm. scruff of the neck so we've got the depth we've actually got now is, one, is a yeah. sensation player, really but the one player I'd love to see is Diaz yes I would love to see him have a go because this guy was sensational pre-season yeah. against Real Madrid and I really hope he gets a chance especially with Aguero being out maybe for just just on the bench and coming on yeah, so one of the things I wanted to discuss was about with Diaz and, yeah. and, and Foden as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we don't know exactly how long Aguero is going to be out for, but we've got, after the international break, we've got four home matches on the trot. Yeah. One of them is um, oh. Champions League, but... Um, and and I, I I still think this is probably going to depend on where we are in the game. I don't think that either of them are going to start matches. They may start against Wolves, I don't know, but then Wolves are second in the championship, so um, we can't take that lightly. But will they? Will it be a case of if we're three or four nil up with half an hour to go, you bring them on? Is that what he's going to wait for, or do you think do you think you'll, we're going to see them? get a chance just don't know you, you can't yeah. second guess Pep can <laughs> no. you really to be fair I think he, the, the good thing is he's promoted both of them to the first team squad he likes Diaz he likes Foden I'm sure they will get a chance it's just a case of when and which game he's got so many options you know even yeah. even with a number of injuries we've already got um, they are not they're not readily going to get a chance um, but uh, yeah it would be nice to see at least one of them have a bit of a run in the team and actually make make a difference, yeah. actually make an impression, because yeah. we haven't had any any of the young the young players do that for a long long mm. time now. 
No, it would be good to see, but I guess it is. It's not. It's not so simple with the other players we've got sitting there waiting as well. But um, there's a lot of game. I think now as well, the games are coming up thick and fast. So it, it, you know, it's 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 a chance to and use all these options. Look at all those players are out on loan in Spain that make half of Girona. I mean, we've got about five players who played against Barcelona, didn't we? Yes, yeah, it's, I mean. it's remarkable. Yeah, we have we've got a lot of players. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but it's a it's something he needs to think about. Okay, so we've alluded to most of our um hospital ward already. So Mendy we now know is out probably for the season. Well, I mean they're saying can, can, April. can we talk about Mendy a yeah. little bit yeah, actually? I so, I love the guy actually. I, I've been following him on Twitter and he has me in hysterics and his reaction to the team winning on Saturday. Absolutely amazing. He's definitely a real team player, Ben the Shark Mendy. His trolling of journalists oh, fabulous. is fantastic. He's not, he's not afraid to say what he's thinking. I love the guy. I really do. You know what? He's probably the one player in all our team I didn't want injured. Yeah. Because he's unbelievable. He is. And, and Delphi's doing a good job. But Mendy's a different level to everyone. Yeah, he's he not going to do that. He's just quite scary to watch him play. And his crossing is amazing. And I do think we're going to suffer. Well, you've got to wait till next year now. Yeah. I know. I did try to get him to join us on the podcast oh, that, yeah. um, while he's recuperating. But, you know, he didn't, yeah. he didn't bite. But we'll see. <laughs> um, but... On that, obviously back on the, the left-back situation, so obviously Mendy's now out probably for the season. Delph has taken his place. Delph is apparently, has apparently not trained with the England team today uh, and has been very injury-prone. Uh, who's our next left-back? But, but more to the point, uh, last week we were talking about when we find out what's wrong with Mendy, do we need in January to go for another left-back? If Delph isn't injured and he continues to play well, do we need to go for another left back and say, sorry, Delph, now we've got another left back, off you go back onto the bench? I mean, it's, it's a bizarre situation and not one that I was expecting and it's only been a couple of games, but... Well, you were expecting it though, weren't you? You've, dis- you've been talking about it every week for about two months that, 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 that we should have got another left back. Yes, no, but what and- I mean, what I'm not, I wasn't expecting to have to ask the question, if Delph <laughs> plays well, do we need another left back? That's not what I was expecting the situation to be. Well... On the logic that we should have got another left back, if you if one agrees with that, then I guess yes, we should be we should ideally be looking for another left back. The question is, uh, what if any of them will be available in and do they January? Offer the, do they offer the right skill set? Because I don't think I don't think Guardiola goes for what you would call a traditional left back. His, mm. his left backs have specific roles and duties he expects them to carry out as well. I mean, Mendy is a perfect example of it. And adaptability, I think, that's the other thing, which is probably why he's put um, Delft there at the moment, because of his adaptability. But I don't know. I mean, you probably need the, the coverage, but he might believe that he's already got it there. He, he has mentioned it himself, though, Guardiola, hasn't yeah. he? He said he, he might have to. It is a bizarre situation, though, because ultimately, whoever it is, is undoubtedly going to have to make way for Mendy when he comes back. So it's it's yeah. not even really... It's, it's not that an attractive proposition for anyone. So, look, it's a long well, way unless, away, the transfer window. Well, yeah, so. unless you, you, you're actually saying that, that is the attractive proposition very much like the Delph one, where you're fighting for a position in an extremely good team. And if you can yeah. manage to get in there, then you must be a bloody good player. And maybe that's, yeah. that's I mean, the attraction. Yeah. If, if, if we haven't got any cover, 
um, or as as uh, much as we as we might want, then arguably we'll be looking for another left back next year anyway in uh, the summer. Now, I guess if that if whatever the player is is available in in the winter, then maybe we go for him. But it's hard to imagine that they that they're going to be with. The very Champions very League few and, players tend to be available yeah. in the winter break, but and and the last thing you want really is to breed complacency of one player believing they've got that position without any kind of a challenge. And I guess the advantage of having a manager like Pep is you know that he will shake it up and he will change it around, change it around, and he might even find another person in the squad that he thinks actually would be able to cover that role and position for him that's adaptable. Yeah. Brahim Diaz, maybe? No, <laughs> Zinchenko, allegedly, but I don't as, really know. As a club, as a whole, we like we tend to like doing things the hard way. So if we can win everything this year without without a left-back, then I'd rather we did that. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, and Aguero, obviously we know he broke a rib in a car crash in Amsterdam. And there's been lots of talk about whether or not he should have been there. I mean, I know what I think about that, but does anyone think there's anything in him oh, he shouldn't have been there? What yeah, was he doing there two days before? Because if he was flying back at midnight on Thursday night, he wouldn't get home until three in the morning, early Friday. And then he was having to travel to London on the Friday to play on Saturday. So I can understand if it was a Monday or a Tuesday, but on a Thursday, I'm flying home that late at night. That's not ideal, really. So, but I suppose, as, as Pep says, though, he, he was on the day off and he's allowed to do what he likes on the day off, I guess. It could have been worse. So the argument apparently. is Pep saying yeah. that for the sake of saying Maybe. it. He doesn't yeah. really mean it, Don't what know. he says and what he means. Yeah. It's a hard one, isn't it? It's interesting. Like I'd, but I'd, to be fair, the only problem is... You don't expect to be in a taxi in a car accident to break you. No. I mean, I mean that's just unlucky, isn't it? It's a, yeah, there's, it's definitely unlucky, although quite why the taxi driver was driving in a way that led to that sort of crash, I'm not quite sure. Uh, and, yeah, actually, David, I agree with you. I mean, I don't think there's much in it, really, um, and I don't think it's going to lead to anything else. Um, but... Um, an hour going to Amsterdam and coming back is not a big deal, even for the even for the likes of us these days. And if you've got a private yeah. jet waiting on the runway and you're going to meet the the guy actually doing the concert, then you know it's even it's even more attractive. But why you do that quite in the the couple of days between two of the biggest matches of this part yeah. of the season, I'm not. Yeah. I, I wouldn't wouldn't say I was 100 percent happy, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna to get on the go yeah. for it. I mean, I think look, anyone can I feel have a sorry car accident. Actually, I yeah. hope it gets better very quickly. <laughs> anyone can have a car accident anywhere. Yeah. I think it is to me the only thing, the only slight question mark is the the time of it and yeah. how close it was to the Chelsea match. But otherwise, I think people are making an awful lot of fuss over an accident essentially, yeah. and it could have yeah. been a lot worse. So we should probably be be grateful for the yeah. fact that it wasn't. So we don't have a match now. We've got the international break, but. Now that we have seen seven games of the season, we've seen our our rivals or what who we think are going to be our rivals near the top of the of the league. Have any of you changed your view on what we can achieve this season? Has it have have the way has the way we've been we've been playing or the way others have been playing changed what you think is gonna 
be the outcome. I don't. Uh, uh, well, uh, my view at the beginning of the season, whether or not what I thought whether we whether we would win it win anything or not, it was that we absolutely had to. Uh, and for uh, for Pep, you know, after last year and after the money that he spent and the investment, etc., my view was that he really, really had to. Um, and at this point in the season, I think it is eminently achievable. Uh, I think they're doing fantastically well. Um, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. Uh, there have been one or two slightly iffy performances uh, and slightly iffy patches in uh, some matches um we've had i mean you know we've had predictable unpredictability with red cards going off all over the place and edison getting assaulted and injuries now coming in from all over the place um and on the uh, uh, the other side of that we've had you know a little bit of luck in the chelsea game with the Morata injury we had a bit of a game changer in the liverpool game that handed it to us uh, or at least made it easier. I'm not gonna 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 take away from what we did, but it w- but it certainly uh, made it easier for us. Um, the predictable unpredictability is going to continue. There's a h- hell of a long way to go till the end of the season, um, but if we can put in the effort and and have control of 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 the games that we had at the weekend, then we're going to push everybody else very very close. I think I, I still think United will win. I think as long as we give United a run for their money, and I think United just a bit more solid, and we still got vulnerability, and I think we might get let down occasionally with it once the injuries kick in. So I think United just a bit more solid. It's it's really hard as a City fan, isn't it, to be completely and utterly positive having yeah. lived through all those years of regret and you know knowing that we can cock it up even if it's handed to us on a plate and we nearly did in 2011 really in that QPR game but I think this year I've got more of a positive vibe about the squad than I've had for quite some time even in the years when we're doing really well and winning the championship I feel more positive about it now I think Pepper's worked out what players he needed. He's brought those players in. He's addressed the weaknesses. So I think we're a much stronger squad. Like David, I always fear United because they have a strong squad and they've got a very good manager there in Mourinho, no matter how negative or where, you know. At the end of the day, I can't stand United. But the upshot is I could admire the fact that the guy is a good manager and they've got Mm. a good set of players there. So I think if any team is going to push us really close this year, it's going to be... United, I would hope that the way we play football might win out over some of the the negative side of United's play. Um, Tottenham, I think, probably going to be there or thereabouts. Chelsea will be there or thereabouts. They've had a bit of a hiccup this week playing us, but I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Liverpool and Arsenal, I think, have still got the same old fallibilities that they've had for for quite some time, and I can see them just chasing chasing along behind those four, really, to be fair. That's my Mm -hmm. thoughts. Yeah, I think I haven't changed my view. I still think, like David, I think United will probably do it. And I think for exactly the reason, exactly the opposite reason you're saying about the way we play, I I think we will play the better football, but ultimately that will be our downfall compared to United just getting the job done. And that is not me saying I'd rather play like United at all. I just think that will probably be the difference. 
but as always, I will be delighted to be wrong. Um, Spurs, they will be there. Um, we just, dis- we, I say we, I never dismiss them, but I, they generally tend to be dismissed. But if they keep Kane fit, then they're, they're going to beat most teams. They do look good down there. Yeah. But they have done for the past couple of seasons. Yeah. They haven't quite got there. And I, I think also they won't have, en- I don't think they'll have enough, but they will push us. And I think whilst Chelsea was our biggest test yet, the games that we play against Tottenham and United will be the bigger tests. Yeah. But I, I, I think that we've got a cohort of players now that certainly this weekend have showed that they can adapt and make the best of some of those games. We've we've been a bit patchy against teams in the top six in the last few years. And I think that that showing that you've got that strategy to overcome it and the ability to adapt and overcome it. Certainly at the weekend, we showed Chelsea we could adapt and overcome, whereas they struggled. And I think that that's what's been prevalent to me. You go back to the Liverpool game, Otamendi on toast at one point. Guardiola did something about it. Klopp lost that game, not just because of, uh, of Sane being sent off, but because he didn't adapt the team to, to sort of face what he was facing. And I think Guardiola was capable of doing that. And he's got the players he can do that with now and the players that play in his system. So I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> OK, so now we've got a couple of weeks where we all just sit here and pray that we don't get any more injuries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I, I, think, I think we've um, given a, a good description of where we think we are so far. And ho- let's, let's hope it continues the way it has been doing. We've, so, got, a, we've got a good run of games uh, we have. coming up. And again, you know, you're moving into the, the colder weather and all that sort of thing. And you've just got to keep plodding on and getting yeah. the results. I mean, last year, churning the results, so. next nine games, we won three. I think we won three, lost three and drew three. Mm. Yeah. So this is an interesting time now. Mm. Need to improve that. Only won three out of nine. So if we can win six out of nine mm-hmm. and draw one, then we're mm. much better. So. And we've got the having won two Champions League games. You know, the, yeah. to a certain extent, the pressure is off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great the, result. The pressure is off. In reality, you know, and also just just the 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 perception of it you know we don't have to go into the next Champions League match thinking it's all or nothing and then even if we don't get a result in that yeah. one the next one is not all or nothing um, so it's a much better place yeah. Yeah, we, we really in, only need probably a win and a draw yeah. in the Champions League now and that is done and dusted yeah. to the next round so mm. it's not you know the pressure is definitely off on that one mm. excellent alright well thank you very much to my three guests to Steve to Nick and to David And thank you all very much for listening. This is a Playback Media production. To get all the links to this podcast, go to citypodcast.net. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.